Well, good day, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of The Journey. My name's Jude Hennessy. Got a great show lined up for you this week, all centering around this 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time as we move through this beautiful season of spring, diving deep into September. Hope you're getting some beautiful weather wherever you are, just like I am where I live. I, I live in a place called Ostermere in the Illawarra. And this, this show actually comes to you from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. It goes out to radio stations and by various podcast apps right around the country, most especially to all of our partnering Christian radio stations. What a wonderful thing the Christian radio network is in Australia, and it's just a, it's a real honour for the members of my team to be contributing to this this wonderful ministry of Christian radio and to be doing so as, as the Catholic Church to the wonderful ecumenical initiative, which is Christian radio. I hope you enjoy today's show. You should really soak up some great stuff from, from some wonderful people number of whom I'm very, very honoured to call friends. Pete Gilmore is one of them, and he's going to be talking in his Living the Gospel segment about not running on empty. Trish McCarthy is going to talk to us about the importance of seeking peace in our lives. The wonderful Father Mike Delaney from down there in Tassie is going to talk about starting anew, reaching out, being invitational. Some thoughts that he's got after his church participated in a, in a recent Billy Graham Evangel- Evangelistic Association tour that was held in Tasmania and the impact of that on some of his ideas. We'll, of course, be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott. She's got a little story that she's called The Teapot. But to kick us off with, we're going to be hearing from Father Robert Reedling. He's from the Diocese of Parramatta. He's going to be breaking open the Gospel for us, which is from Luke 16, 1 to 13, which is really Jesus saying that you can't be a slave of both God and money. Pretty powerful piece as he breaks open the various things we can be slaves to and how really we should surrender into as Christians, as St Paul says, into being Christian slaves. It'll make sense. It's a a really good homily. When it comes to us courtesy of Massview at Home, speaking of which, congratulations to a couple of mates of mine who also work in in the Diocese of Wollongong, Daniel Hopper and Jeremy Ewan. They've just received a major award for that show that goes out each and every week, Southern Cross 10 and affiliated channels just such a gift for people right around the country whether they be in nursing homes whether they be sick and unable to 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 get to church whether they be in remote areas it's just impacting the lives of tens of thousands of people congratulations to them on a well-deserved award one they didn't go seeking but which they which they've got in any case and we certainly benefit from that too with some really wonderful inputs that we get like what we've got today from father robert reading reedling sorry from Parramatta. Great music in the mix too. We've got uh, after Arthur Father Robert and Wilson, the song Sunday Sermons. Plenty of great music throughout the show. Lots and lots to get through. Really hope that it blesses you and speaks to your heart today. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Let's get into the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples... There was a rich man, and he had a steward denounced to him for being wasteful with his property. He called for the man and said, What is this I hear about you? Draw me up an account of your stewardship, because you are not to be my steward any longer. Then the steward said to himself, Now that my master is taking the stewardship from me, what am I to do? Dig? I'm not strong enough. Go begging? I would be too ashamed. Ah, I know what I'll do to make sure that when I am dismissed from office, there will be some to welcome me into their homes. Then he called his master's debtors one by one, 
To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? One hundred measures of oil was the reply. The steward said, Here, take your bond, sit down straight away and write fifty. To another he said, And you, sir, how much do you owe? One hundred measures of wheat was the reply. The steward said, Here, take your bond and write eighty. The master praised the dishonest steward for his astuteness, for the children of this world are more astute in dealing with their own kind than are children of the light. And so I tell you this, use money, tainted as it is, to win new friends, and thus make sure that when it fails you, they will welcome you into the tents of eternity. The man who can be trusted in little things can be trusted in great. The man who is dishonest in little things will be dishonest in great. If then you cannot be trusted with money, that tainted thing, who will trust you with genuine riches? And if you cannot be trusted with what is not yours, who will give you what is your very own? No servant can be the slave of two masters. He will either hate the first and love the second, or treat the first with respect and the second with scorn. You cannot be the slave of both God and of money. The Gospel of the Lord. Now the Gospel Reflection with Father Robert Reading. When we hear the word slave or slavery, I'm sure most of us will be thinking of those traditional images, those horrific images from the past of people taken from their homeland, primarily Africa, but other nations too, including sadly our very own and being taken away from their family and loved ones and forced to work for no wages, forced to work under horrific conditions and suffering abuse and so on and so forth. But uh, of course slavery hasn't totally left us. Sadly many of the things we buy, including luxury items right here in this country, are often made overseas with people who are working close to slavery conditions, working uh, many, many hours a day, often children sadly, and uh, working under conditions which are quite horrific and for little, uh, maybe even sometimes no pay. But we might think that slavery therefore is something either from the past or something which doesn't impact our lives directly. But of course when Jesus talks about slavery, it's something which is a little bit different to those traditional understandings. Slavery is something that uh, all of us perhaps at times can be subject to. And we can be a slave to money, as Jesus mentioned, or many other things as well. We might be a slave to particular addiction like alcohol or gambling, or people who continuously pursue power or influence or popularity. And we become a slave to those things by virtue of the fact that those things actually own us and we don't own them. They're things which we pursue at the expense of other responsibilities and concerns in our lives. And we know that we become a slave to something when we start neglecting those responsibilities, those concerns, be it family responsibilities or work responsibilities or responsibilities for our own care. We pursue these things at the expense of everything else. What we are called to do, of course, as Christians is to live a balanced life. And we can even become slave in a strange way to our faith in the sense that if all we're doing is spending time in church praying and uh, we have a family and other responsibilities and we neglect those to be people who are particularly pious and uh, people who think that we are pursuing our faith in the right way, then we have the balance in a sense uncorrect. It is an unbalanced lifestyle. So let's be people who pursue 
uh, lives which are dedicated to God, where we are indeed, all we are doing all day is giving glory to God by the way we interact with other people. To understand that our responsibilities lie with family and friends, and Jesus himself, of course, a very prayerful person, lived a very, very balanced life. He is the epitome to us of what it is to be a person who is truly integrated as a human being, but also, of course, as God. And so today we give thanks for the glory of God and seek to pursue the glory of God through the way we live our lives as a Christian people, being slaves to God in the sense that we give glory to God through everything we say and everything we do. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Seven years old, third row pew, John 3.16, something changed in me. Red letters coming off the page, flooding my heart with amazing grace. I knew then I believed, and those roots run deep. Oh, I've been through some faith shaking hard times, yeah, but nothing's gonna make me forget. Church out of me. They're going 
You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. This is a true story. I heard it a couple of weeks ago. A retired artist lady was giving her expertise to a community group of intellectually and physically disabled people. You can imagine what it was like. The participants at great difficulty... And for all of them, this was a first-time experience. You can imagine that the mess that was around as well. The results were, again, as you might imagine, happily different and of varying quality. Now, as time went by and, hey, they dried and they were glazed and they were fired, and they were, of course, suitably admired by their makers and anybody else in the locale. At day's end... These finished items were all put on the shelf and the participants went happily home. Now, as the woman herself was packing up, she heard a noise and went into the same back room to investigate. There was one of the creators, a woman perhaps in her late 30s, clinging unsteadily to a chair so she could reach the teapot she'd made today. Her teacher stayed perfectly still and silent, waiting to see what would happen. The woman finally reached the pot, stayed up there, took the pot gently in her hands and kissed it. Then she put it back ever so carefully, climbed unsteadily back down to the ground and went home. You know what? God's like that with you and me. We don't think much of ourselves sometimes, do we? We're of varying quality, and we know it. And so often we seem to be at odds with the things around us and the people around us. But I give you my word. Every day, God places a kiss on your head, and his eyes fill with tears. He's so proud of what he has made in you. And all you have to do is keep living your life and letting God give you a kiss. When was the last time you knew that God kissed you? Thanks to Mother Hilda Scott there, a little piece that she called the teapot. A true story of a beautiful woman's reaction to seeing her handcrafted ceramic pot come out of the oven and how Mother Hilda reflected and thought, well, God is looking with the same sort of eyes upon us and just loving what he sees and looking to communicate that to us. After the break, you're going to be hearing some more good stuff from Father Mike Delaney. He's going to talk to us about starting anew and reaching out and doing so in friendship and love. First up, though, some more music is Passion and the song There's Nothing Our God Can't Do. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you're on the journey. I will believe for greater things There's no power like the power of Jesus. Just one word, you calm the storm that surrounds me. Just one word, the darkness has to retreat. 
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. I heard you call me as a teenager. I could tell you were a game changer. I raised my hand, finally said amen. There's a new page turned. Got me thinking how if we broke it down, maybe we could say. 
in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. Recently, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association was in Tasmania for events in Hobart and Launceston. Whenever they have a celebration, they seek to involve members of the local church so that if someone from a particular faith tradition comes forward to renew their relationship with, with the Lord, they can be directed to people with whom they might be comfortable Part of the preparation process that the association is involved in is a series of sessions looking at how the group evangelizes people, the strong emphasis on being able to share your story with the people who are searching or seeking a relationship with Jesus. The language that is used speaks about a conversion experience and how that that experience impacts your life. I was able to attend two of the three training sessions but because the gathering was on a Saturday night, the same time as our evening Mass. I was not able to be there for the gathering itself. 
but at one of the sessions, a member of our group suggested that for Catholics, many of whom might not have had a profound conversion experience and so might feel inadequate trying to voice their journey, that for us, the language might be more about recognising a time when we have felt weighed down by our sinfulness. It reminded me of chapter 15 of Luke's Gospel, where we hear three parables of God's mercy, the lost sheep, the lost drachma, and the lost son, and the rejoicing that was experienced when that which was lost was found. In the parables, the celebrations seemed to be over the top, compared to what had actually been lost and found. But when we talk about God's love and mercy, that's what it's really like. There are no bounds. So when we can help someone find their way to a relationship with God, irrespective of their being lost or not, the love of God for them is just as real. But sometimes we must go looking, and that can be a challenge. Events like Will Graham coming and speaking as part of a Billy Graham celebration happen only every now and then. But we meet people every day, people who are searching for something more in their lives, but they don't always know where to look because they don't always know what they're actually looking for. The gospel parable was easy, looking for a lost sheep, a lost drachma, a lost son. We know what they look like. But the person next door or a family member may not even appear to be lost. So we don't think of helping them or looking for them. But what would happen if we actually went looking for them? If we spoke to them and asked them if they would like to join us for an Alpha experience or some other event where there is a focus on Jesus and his love? Or perhaps if we just reached out to them in friendship and love? Sometimes I'm just so busy that I miss opportunities to meet people in their needs. And it's only when I sit down to write that I think of how much more I could have done or I could actually do. I hope that today I've given you a chance to think about the occasions you might have missed lately. Just a gentle reminder, it's never too late to start anew. Good on you, Father Mike. Thanks so much. What a champion. Got in the everyday as his segment, and he spoke to us about starting anew. And asked the question, what would actually happen if we started looking out for the for the lost sheep, for the people that are hurting, for the people that are vulnerable and lonely, and started connecting with them, inviting them to stuff, whether it be Alpha or whether it be church or whether it be for a cup of coffee, just friendship and connection. Real genuine reaching out to those around us. We've got an epidemic of loneliness Right around the Western world, we know that, and there's only one thing that can really fill that void, it's Jesus, and we might be the avenue into the filling of that void through our interactions. Thanks to Father Mike. For that, we heard from Jason Gray, the song When I Say Yes, and now you're going to hear from Andrew Ripp, the song Fill My Cup. After the break, the wonderful Trish McCarthy is going to talk to us about peace, faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. cannot see Through the depths of the valley where the sun can't reach I've been high I've been low I've been looking for the river that could fill my soul Been walking to a city I cannot see Fill my cup, Lord Run it over 
Love and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. One of the things that most inspires me is peace. In Jesus' words, he says, My peace I give you, a peace the world cannot give. Now that is significant. A peace the world cannot give. Which signifies that it is outside anything we would ordinarily experience. An inspiring and beautiful man was called home recently. And his family described the celebration of his life as a man at peace with himself and at peace with the world. It prompted me to ask the question, am I living in such a way that I experience being at peace with myself and at peace with the world that God created? For me, this doesn't just relate to my spiritual journey, but overflows into my physical life as well. Can I say the foods I choose to consume bring peace and healing to my body? Or do they bring dis-ease? Do the physical activities I participate in bring peace, strength and movement to my body or do they bring disease? Do the relationships I surround myself with and invest in create peace in my heart or do they contribute to disease? Sit still long enough today and ask God to fill you with his peace, a peace the world cannot give. And in doing so, seek to transfer that peace into your everyday living. Switch off to advertising and consumerism and soak in the flavour of fresh berry or seasonal fruit. Get caught up in the flow of movement you participate in today. Gardening, dancing, walking, stretching, weightlifting, and be fully present. Be attentive to the conversation you have with a friend. Put your phone where you can't reach it and listen to their body language. Look into their eyes, be still in their presence, free from distractions. 
and offer your peaceful presence into their story. Thank you to Trish there. Trish McCarthy, Milk and Honey is her segment, all the good stuff God wants to give us. And Trish had a few reflections and thoughts on what she's been thinking about, about being at peace with oneself and, and the world. And asked us to sit still for long enough during our days to just let God fill us with his peace. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's show. We've certainly got a great lineup for you. After the break, to round out the show, you're going to be hearing from Pete Gilmore. He's going to really just plead with us, like St Paul did, to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. And we're getting near the end, but you're still on the journey. Come gather round the mystery Of love in our broken history Where grace is the fault lines in me Time and time again Welcomes me to a, a house for the hungry A well for the thirsty We're all saints Come together Doesn't need a stranger, love calls. 
I'm Sharon from Theodore in ACT, and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here's Pete Gilmore with Living the Gospel. Now, I don't know a lot about cars, but I know that one thing you should never do is let your car run on an empty tank too often. Firstly, you don't want to run out of petrol when you're out and about. That's obvious. You also don't want to be in an emergency situation and jump in the car to find it sitting right above the empty line. I mean, perhaps there won't be enough time to stop at the petrol station. But the reason that most people might have heard is... Running your car on empty can cause junk, the sediment at the bottom of the tank, to be sucked up by the fuel line and, in turn, cause damage to the car. We're not too dissimilar to cars. What's your faith maintenance strategy? Sure, you might have the milestone services. Maybe once a year you take the old faith down to a mechanic for a major service. Maybe adjust the sin brakes, replace the theology wipers, get to the expert to check the engine. Maybe in your faith life, this is a retreat or a conference. But we can't visit the mechanic every week. Apart from anything else, it's too expensive. So what do we do in the meantime? As best as we can, we drive around on tanks that are at least not empty. In the letter to the Ephesians, Paul pleads with us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, it's not a new revelation in biblical scholarship that the English fails terribly in the translation of this verse. The Greek of be filled is in the present imperative tense. Now, what what that means is that it's probably more accurate to say, go on being filled with the Holy Spirit or keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you look in the book of Acts, the author makes special note to remind us that almost any time someone speaks, it's because they've just been filled with the Holy Spirit. Over and over, it says things like, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, or then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them. Later in Acts, it says, and the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. One of the most ancient prayers of the church older than any creed or doctrine, is come Holy Spirit. There's no better time to visit the petrol station for a top-up. In fact, we can go right now. Wherever you are, you can pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, come Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen. The sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free And my shame is undone Your presence,
nice song to round out the show, Francesca Battistelli, Holy Spirit, which fits right in with what Peter Gilmore was just talking about in his Living the Gospel segment there. Don't run your car on empty. You wouldn't do it to your car. Why do we do it to ourselves? We need to keep coming back and filling ourselves up with or letting God fill us with the Holy Spirit. It's as simple as stopping and asking the Holy Spirit to come, welcoming the Holy Spirit and being filled. That easy. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We've loved putting it together for you. I hope it's really blessed you. I hope it's given you lots to think about and to, to chew on. Thanks to all of our contributors, to Pete Gilmore, who we just heard from, Trish McCarthy, of course, Father Mike Delaney from down in Tasmania, Mother Hilda Scott, and great to have Father Robert Reedling from Parramatta on the show too, who's talking to us about slavery in our lives, which of course came from the reflection on that beautiful gospel, you cannot be the slave of both God and money. We'll be doing it all again next week. We are not too far away from the Advent season, a time of preparation leading into Christmas. Speaking of which, there is the wonderful Advent program, which is available from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. It's cheap as chips. You're pretty much just covering costs of the booklets. If you go to the dow.org.au website, you can go and check that out and Place your orders. I know that there are people not only in the Catholic Church but across lots and lots of churches and ecumenical groups that gather and do a real lead into this beautiful season of Advent leading into the Incarnation and, and Christmas. You can go online and, and order that. We've got people who from right around the world, wonderful contributors who've broken open reading, set down for every day for those six weeks leading into Christmas. You'll love it. Hope you can join us again next week. Faith. Hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. You've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norton from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.